It's time for Sounding Off with Phil Goff. Morena, Mayor Phil Goff, how are you this morning? Atamari, eh, Rachel? Welcome back. I hope you had a good holiday. I did, thank you. I had a lovely holiday. Uh, it's It's been a big night. We've had a few changes with, uh, well, some significant changes with our COVID restrictions. We're not going to have a, a deep chat about it today, but I did want to hear your thoughts. What What are your uh, initial feelings about, I guess, the, the removal of most of our COVID protections and the, the change away from the traffic light framework? Yeah, look, I think the government always endeavours to find a balance between trying to keep the restrictions that it places on people at a minimum and to ensure that you've got public compliance with what's being asked and what is needed for public health uh, safety reasons. Uh, with the, you know, the, the quite um, consistent decline now in COVID numbers, uh, the government's advice from public health experts, um, not all, but um, the people that they rely on their advisory body was that we could scale that back and by and large it's been removed. So what happens now, if you want to travel on public transport, if you feel that uh, you would benefit from the use of a mask, uh, you're welcome to wear it and uh, nobody should take any objection to that. If you don't feel you need it, um, then you don't use it. I, I, I think the time has come to uh, try to get back to normality as, as much as we can. Um, but there are still some common sense things that we should learn from the COVID but period. Um, you know, one of those is um, if you're sick, please don't uh, go out, mix with crowds, go to work, stay at home. If you've got a cold or something like that, because, you know... It's not just about COVID, it's about flu, cold and all the rest of it. Wear a mask. It's, it's done quite commonly in uh, overseas uh, countries. So it's a, it's a mixture of common sense and, and retaining the lessons that we learned through the period of the pandemic. The masking on buses and that being removed and, and generally in transport has been perhaps one of the most uh, contentiously debated since the announcement yesterday. Have you heard anything from Auckland Transport around their thoughts on this? Yeah, I was, I was listening to Gary Froggart, who's the uh, president of the Tramways Union, the Bus Drivers uh, Union, and he was saying uh, it would actually be welcomed by most of the bus drivers because, you know, 10 hours a day wearing uh, a mask with the elastic behind your ears and, um, you know, restricting your breathing in some ways would be welcomed by most drivers. Though so he said that some drivers, as a precaution, would continue to wear their masks. So what it comes down to is that it moves from a mandated situation to a situation where individuals make their own choice, given that the wave of Omicron uh, is is in decline and we've got the lowest uh, uh, numbers now, I think, since February of this year, which is which is a good thing. But, you know, don't make any mistake about it. It hasn't gone away. And I'd probably add the extra um, advertisement here. If you, if you haven't had a booster shot, uh, get out and have one, particularly if you're in the older age group. Uh, because, uh, you know, one of the things that is causing the reduction in the infection rates is that we had high levels of vaccination, one, and two, on top of that, um, with so many people having got Omicron, there is now a, a level of uh, natural immunity to it. But that by itself, of course, doesn't stop you getting it no. again. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we're going to have a, a proper chat about the upcoming local government elections, but I do want to touch briefly on the new bridge in Mangere, which has been pretty widely uh, accepted as a very awesome addition. Naho Mangere, it's the walking and cycleway bridge that goes alongside the, the driving bridge. Uh, but there has been some concerns from members of the disability community that it's not necessarily wheelchair accessible, it's a bit too steep on the ramp. What, what conversations have you heard about this? 
Yeah, yeah. First of all, um, yeah, thanks for the uh, initial comment because um, it is a spectacular bridge. And uh, when I was there at the opening the other day, um, there were literally thousands of people enjoying it. And I think everybody will welcome the fact that you have that walking connection uh, between Mangari and uh, Onehunga, um, that you've got a fishing bay, you've got places where you can sit, there's some historical uh, items that you can look at to understand the history of the area and the bridge, you've got uh, rain gardens, I mean it's been beautifully done. I did read that um, article that there was a wheelchair user that said that it didn't cater for the needs of the disabled community, and I was a, I, I've got to say a little surprised at that. I'm, I'm not dismissive of his concerns, but but surprised because I know it does meet um, the standards uh, that take into account the needs of the disability by having a. Um, an incline that is um, 1 in 33, so that's one metre of vertical rise for every, 30, uh, for every 33 metres of length, and that is consistent with the Auckland Transport Code of uh, practice uh, for shared path gradients. And, you know, look, I'm, I'm looking at it from the um, uh, perspective of an able person, and the walk was a gentle walk, and I hardly noticed the incline. But I do understand in the case of the gentleman that um, raised it publicly, um, he has uh, a, a, a degenerative condition with brittle bones, and probably, you know, that, that would be a, a challenge for him. But for the average person in the wheelchair, in a wheelchair, it has been designed to meet those standards and, and uh, not be an excessive rise. And if you walk across the bridge, um, you'd, you'd probably share that opinion. But um, I, I hope that um, he's had, a, the, the gentleman concerned has had a discussion with Auckland Transport to understand the design standards and the, uh, the consultation that they undertook before they uh, put the bridge in. Okay, well, let's talk about the local government uh, elections coming up because that's a big one and uh, it's got a lot to unpack here because it is quite different to how the, the general election works and I'm sure many people will be quite familiar with the process, but it is actually still something that we see a much lower turnout for than the general election and a lot of confusion sometimes about how it works. So what should people have received and if they haven't received it, what do they need to do in order to be able to participate in the upcoming election? Well, there's two things they should have received. One, earlier in the year, they should have got through the mail um, a form indicating that they were on the electoral roll and asking them to just check that the details uh, that the uh, uh, Electoral Commission have on them are accurate. If you haven't received that and you don't think that you are on the roll, you can cast a special vote and that vote will be counted um, provided while your name might not be on the electoral roll, you do qualify as an elector. Um, the second thing that people will start to get, um, probably beginning this Friday, is your voting papers through the mail. And those voting papers will have, um, they will be the ballot papers that you fill in and you have to put into an envelope and put uh, and post back or put in a, uh, a voting box. And you'll find voting boxes outside libraries You'll find them outside more than 65 countdown stores across the city. You'll find them at council service centres. So in that in the in the mail that you receive from this Friday, sometimes it'll be a, a day or two after that, um, you will find the voting papers and uh, some background information about the candidates. So if you haven't read anything else, you'll be able to see a, a, a small piece from each of the candidates about themselves. 
but I would really, uh, two things I want to encourage people to do, Rachel. Mm -hmm. One is please make sure you vote because your vote's as important as anybody else's vote and it helps determine the future of the city that you live in through your uh, mayor, through your uh, councillors, through your local board. Um, But secondly, please Please just follow the media and and learn a little bit more about the councillors because uh, a Mm. vote is important, but even more important is an informed vote so that you know something about the the candidates. And not all candidates are equal. They have different views and they have different uh, track records and they have different levels of ability. And it's just following the media through the election campaign. Um, you know, you might not get out to go to a meeting yourself. You might not follow it online, but at least do some reading about the candidates and so that you've got an idea about them. Where can people read about the candidates? Is there is there a place on the council's website? Is there anywhere that's easy to access for that kind of thing? Or do you have to do a bit of digging around? Well, you should do your your own uh, independent reading through the news media. So, you know, there's um, through your newspapers, through your radio stations, uh, there's a bit on television. Television doesn't tend to go into depth. Um, but you can look it up online, find out what the candidates have been saying, find out something about their backgrounds, um, because, you know, it, it, it is important to understand. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm not going to bother voting. Um, I just don't know who they are. Well, um a little bit of effort will enable you to find out um, some things about it, uh, about the candidates and what their views are. And, you know, obviously a lot of your listeners will want to know what they think about climate change, what they think about public transport, all of those things that, you know, we've been talking about for, for six years on, on air now. Um, and uh, it, it shouldn't just be name recognition. You know, you might recognise the name, but you that's that shouldn't be the basis for your vote. It's also about understanding a little bit about the candidates. As I say, in the voting pack, There'll be um, some some uh, minimal information about the candidates. Uh, they're given uh, so many words that they can explain who they are and mm-hmm. what they're standing for. And important, you know, it, it, you don't have to you don't have to do a massive research project. Um, just have a look at what that information is. Um, have a, a look at what might be online, what might have been in the media. And so you can cast an informed vote for your own area. Excellent. Well, it's one to definitely start engaging with if you have been a bit disengaged so far. Thank you for your time this morning, Mayor Phil Goff. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay. Matewa. Matewa. That was Sounding Off with Phil Goff. Thank you.